Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and there's quite a bit on the docket to talk about today. Uh, to start off, I'd like to congratulate reliever Daniel Bard for the Colorado Rockies uh, for receiving Comeback Player of the Year award. This was well-deserved. I believe there was uh, seven years and 79 days between his uh, last major league appearance and his first one this season, and he was very effective this year. He was probably the most effective reliever on the Colorado Rockies this season, and he did that without playing baseball in in years. I mean, he played as a coach at some times, shagged baseballs, and maybe played catch here and there, and then um, you know came back, made a full-on comeback, and was a contributing member on uh on the Colorado Rockies and he's back again with the Rockies again this year so hopefully he can continue that success and you know without seven seven ish years of wear and tear on his body hopefully he can extend his career a little bit longer than normal so uh that's uh, good news for Daniel Barden and, and uh good good for him congratulations to him uh in addition to the news portion of this uh the Colorado Rockies extended invites to minor league affiliates Spokane and Fresno. Uh, so previously, the Colorado Rockies have, I believe they lost their rookie ball team. I think Monfort's still going to own the Grand Junction Rockies, but they're no longer going to be an affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. The low A team was, I believe, the Asheville Tourists, and then the high A team was the Lancaster Jethawks. And... Uh, both of these teams were replaced. I believe the low A team is going to be the Fresno Grizzlies now, and the high A team is going to be the Spokane Indians. Uh, this is part of an effort recently of minor league, or, yeah, minor league baseball to make it more regional. Um, I mean, Asheville is in South Carolina. It's a little bit further. I mean, Lancaster's it's still in the region, uh, the you know the western area. Um, I, I mean, now most of the minor league affiliates for the Colorado Rockies are in the similar region. Um, Spokane's in Washington, Fresno's in uh, Northern California. Obviously, Albuquerque's just down I-25. Uh, and then uh, and the, the one exception to that is the Hartford Yard Goats. Having a double-A team in um, Connecticut is uh, definitely a, an interesting choice for the Colorado Rockies, but... Uh, I, I like the branding with the Yard Goats. That's a it's a good team and it's a good place to play baseball. It's a it's weird and different environment. Um, I think Albuquerque is very similar to Colorado because of the the altitude. Hartford is not, um, so the the similarities and the differences there are pretty uh, pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, new minor league teams for the Rockies lost the Asheville Tourists and the Lancaster Jethawks and extended the invites to Spokane Indians and Fresno Grizzlies. Uh, next, the Rule 5 draft happened over this uh, this week's winter meetings. And uh, the Colorado Rockies lost Vince Fernandez. And Vince Fernandez, he was in Hartford in 2019. He's posted a, basically a 900 OPS at every minor league level he's been at. Um, you know, and he's posted some decent home run numbers. I think he put up 25 home runs at Lancaster High A. Uh, in 2018, in 2019, with 51 games in Al or sorry in Hartford, he put up uh, 15 home runs. So I mean, this guy definitely has some pop upside. 
Um, and it was, I think it was kind of disappointing that the Rockies lost him. But at the same time, uh, I think they did not protect him because he was suspended uh, last season for 50 games for violating the MILB policy of uh, amphetamine abuse. So uh, Vince Fernandez was, was taking amphetamines, enhancing his play. Uh, so probably ha- that has something to do with his high performance numbers, but I think I mean I, the talent's still there. He was still putting up um, really good numbers. I mean he's put up numbers, really good numbers for his whole career. So I'm not sure how much that had to do with the amphetamines. It's hard to tell, uh, but I think the Giants picked him up. We'll see how he does over there. And uh, with without losing anyone else that's definitely a decent sign for the Colorado Rockies Riley Pint was kept so um, the Rockies still have at least another year to figure out what Riley Pint is doing and seeing if he can contribute and be anything Um, he has one of the the greatest disparities between his floor and his ceiling Uh, and I've talked about Riley Pint before and I think I think he has great potential he just needs to uh, figure out the mental side of things and that's not an easy task considering 90% of baseball is mental and the other half is physical but uh, that's uh, that's what Riley Pint is at right now but he's still with the Rockies so that's good the Rockies did pick up someone in the rule five draft I think with the seventh pick uh, the Rockies picked up Jordan Sheffield uh, from the Dodgers organization Um, Sheffield has some good tools he throws 98 miles an hour Um, decent slider and change up uh, he was drafted 36th overall uh, a couple of years ago as a starter, um, but some control issues caused the Dodgers to convert him in the minor leagues to a reliever. Um, so he's uh, kind of a reliever convert with control issues, so we'll see how much he can contribute this year. So that's uh, he has the tools to be good. Uh, we'll see how, how he is. I mean, 98 is good. Um, that's, that's a very, very solid number. And that'll play at Coors Field if he can control it and command it well enough. Uh, last piece of news here. According to a couple sources to the Denver Post, trading Nolan Arenado is still a realistic possibility as of uh, an article on the Denver Post from Patrick Saunders only three days ago. Uh, that's definitely a possibility considering the fact that we've seen the front office make a lot of cost-cutting moves such as releasing David Dahl, um, not, not uh, non-tendering him, as well as a couple moves. And uh, one thing I'll definitely talk about on the second second half of this show regarding the, the cost, but um, there's definitely been some cost-cutting moves, and that's come from the top. It's come from the owner. And a very large cost-cutting move would definitely be to move Nolan Arnauto, considering his contract and not having to worry about uh, paying that down the road. I think... Monfort might, I mean, I'm not sure what he wants to do. I think he wants to keep Nolan, ideally, but he definitely also does want to control costs. And I talked about the David Dahl move more being a cost-controlling move than a a move from Breidich to try and improve the team in some capacity. So so that's uh, the news segment for you today. Uh, before I get into the last segment, I want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they're wishing you the happiest of holidays. And to kick off the season of giving, DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every day this week. 
Luckily for us sports fans, there is an abundance of action taking place this week. Football teams are in the hunt to secure their place in the playoffs, while college basketball season is just getting underway. There's no better place to get in on all of the action, and if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code MHS. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. To celebrate this weekend's UFC 256, DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings when placing any bet on UFC 256. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code MHS to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So the last bit of news that I did want to discuss was a report um, piece from two of uh, my favorite sports journalists uh, in the baseball world, and it was a collaboration piece between Nick Groke at The Athletic and also Eno Saris at The Athletic. Uh, Groke has done a great job um, covering the Rockies for The Athletic. And Eno Saris is one of the um, one of the more advanced sports journalists in uh, in baseball. He's covered so many different issues, and he's definitely uh, on the cutting edge, at least especially in terms of when combining a new wave of modern baseball and bringing that to people uh, in a journalistic fashion. So uh, th- these are definitely two guys that I respect. So you know, seeing this on a collaboration piece was. Um, it was really cool to see from a journalistic perspective, but also pretty uh, bittersweet considering the contents of <laughs> of this piece. So <clears throat> the the headline for this piece was Rockies Analytics Department Gutted by Departures, Widening the Coors Field Gap. Uh, so just a quick summary, basically. In this piece, um, Grok and Saris discuss the fact that the Rockies had six members of the research and development team, and they have lost four of them. So currently, the Rockies research and development team, their entire analytics department, is um, two people. There's only two people left. Uh, and considering that the only three teams that were smaller than the Rockies in a study conducted a, a few years ago were the Mets, the White Sox, and the athletics. So considering that these teams have definitely expanded their analytics department recently, the Rockies are in dead last in terms of size of analytics department. And while size doesn't necessarily mean quality, uh, especially, you, you know, you look at the Oakland A's and like I said, they had one of the lowest numbers of staff members in their analytics staff, but they were still on the cutting edge of analytics because Billy Bean uh, was their president of baseball operations. And uh, he, I think he's stepping away from baseball now. I'm not 100% sure on what that is, what that entails for him. 
But uh, the A's have been on the cutting edge of analytics because of Billy Bean. And, um, you know, the White Sox have made a lot of great decisions based off of their analytics staff. Um, they've also done the opposite of that as well. But, um, I mean, uh, these teams are all expanding their analytics staffs. And the Rockies, uh, whether it be from the top or whether it be an internal issue, have cut down on their analytics staff. Their analytics staff uh, was cut in into thirds, really, and they only kept one of them. So this is just a, a very discouraging development considering, I mean, how many times have I, have I talked about analytics on this podcast? How many times have I just gone over the importance of analytics when it comes to running a baseball team, but not only running a baseball team, trying to win with said baseball team. Now, if the Rockies would simply hire someone with, you know, a decent use of publicly available stats, you know, most of these teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Rays, especially the Rays, are creating their own proprietary stats that are, uh, you know, fueling their decisions and making projections but i mean teams like the rockies are way behind the curve where they're not even they're not even making decisions that align up with um publicly available stats much less proprietary stats created in house because they don't have enough manpower to do so i read off the uh the dodgers analytics staff a couple couple weeks ago just after the world series and they have like 50 50 plus guys in their analytics staff and they all do different things uh, but the Dodgers base a lot of their decisions, a lot of their development on their analytics staff. And the Rockies basically don't. They don't do that hardly at all. And now that it doesn't seem that they are investing too much in, in, in analytics staff, it doesn't look like the Rockies are that interested in improving in the future. You know, and you'd think Dick Moffert would be into that sort of thing because, you know, he's been cutting costs recently and, um, I, I get it. I mean, he was he was hit with the pandemic, and he, he there's money that was lost there. And teams around the league are doing that as well. You look at the Phillies. The Phillies said they lost like $2 billion or something, something ridiculous like that. Uh, whether that's true or not is uh, <laughs> still in question. But, I mean, they did definitely lose a big chunk of money. If Dick Montfort is interested in saving money and maximizing – the product that he puts on the field with the limited amount of money that he may have now, analytics is the perfect way to do that. You know, you hear the line from uh, Brad Pitt in Moneyball. He says, there's rich teams, there's poor teams, and there's about 50 tons of crap. Then there's us. The Rockies aren't even necessarily a poor team. They're slightly above average in terms of their payroll. If they maximize the dollar amount that they were willing to spend, you know, They'd probably put a very consistently good product on the field, and they would do so b not by investing necessarily as much in players, but in in the analytics staff, which will help you control cost. Uh, the Rays have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. A lot of people made a big deal out of that. They're paying these guys like basically nothing, not nothing, but you know they're still millionaires. But they're paying these guys nothing when compared to the rest of the league, and they're putting up fantastic amounts of production. And, you know, the Rays are good. They made it to the World Series. And, you know, the Rays had the number one prospect in baseball. And he ha he didn't play. And they're, uh, they made it to the World Series. They have a fantastic farm system. They have uh, a very steady flow of talent coming in, uh, of young talent. 
they know how to develop guys uh, using analytics very very frequently because like I've said before analytics is nothing more than just additional information to help you make decisions the more you limit yourself with the information that you that you have then the more limited you are in making educated decisions so analytics is basically just acquiring as much information as possible to make the best value decisions and some owners that should be interested in cutting costs in saving money and in putting a quality product on the field should invest into their analytics department rather than gutting it i mean investing in the analytics would be more of an investment from that perspective you know i talked to eno saris last year uh, basically exactly a year ago at the baseball winter meetings and we talked about the Coors Field problem because it's a problem. And I've talked about the Coors Field problem many times on this podcast. Uh, but Eno Saris, he told me, he said, I talked to one analyst and he said, the Rockies probably have to put up a true talent 90 win team to win 82 games. There's such a, a large gap in uh, how much Coors Field affects hitters on the road and at home that it really creates a disadvantage overall and, and especially when it comes to pitching as well obviously so that's a that's something that that you know Saris related to me uh last year and that's definitely something that's stuck with me uh, and that's something that he refers to all the time as well and in the comment section of this specific article uh someone wrote Eno, I would love to read an article on your ideas for fielding a team that plays half of its games in a different atmosphere than the rest of the league. All we ever read about is the negative effects. Nobody seems to want to focus on how to capitalize the positive effects. Eno Saris uh, replied to him in this comment. He said, I've been thinking about this forever, ever since the analyst told me they need to win 90 games to win 82. The Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, for example, have the biggest home field advantage in sports on the second night of a back-to-back. There have to be exploitable aspects. And I agree, there are exploitable aspects. Um, I have my own ideas, which I've been, you know, working on on <clears throat> sort of a side project. I'm not sure how successful that will be, but I'm sure a fully staffed analytics team would be able to exploit Coors Field, this different and unique atmosphere. So uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, very very good bit of news and then uh that that last chunk right there that i wanted to talk about i always talk about analytics on this show and and it's it's relevant and it's become increasingly relevant the more that you follow the colorado rockies who probably would benefit from an analytics team more so than most teams in baseball if not all of them so yeah thanks for tuning into the show uh thanks for listening to 20th and blake from mile high sports as always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Follow me on Twitter at Cade C. Walker. Shoot me a DM. Uh, tweet at me. Ask me a question. I'll answer it on the show. Uh, so, again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.